stressed though they're waiting I keep them waiting Makeup on fleek, high heels, ripped jeans They're all waiting I'm on my way, yeah Looking in the mirror at myself like who that? Swag on a thousand and my girls got my back We just wanna party Call me tequila shawty We just wanna party Yeah, yeah You can bring your friends, we won't mind it We just came to dance and go all night long The look in your eyes, you can't Hi everyone, this is Sarah Colassi, your editor-in-chief of Switch the Pitch. Today I have two incredibly special guests and we are about to have a blast. Would you both introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Meredith Nicholas. Um, I'm 30. I live in Chicago, Illinois. I'm definitely fire until I die and I am co-founder of The Plastics. Hi, I'm Katherine Tucker. Um, I'm 28. I live in Salt Lake City. I am Real Salt Lake for life, and I am the second co-founder of The Plastics. Welcome, Meredith and Katherine. I'm so happy to have you both here. So let's talk a little. How did you both get introduced to soccer? What started this love affair? <laughs> Meredith? <laughs> All right. So um, my first love affair with soccer was uh, the Premier League. And I got into the Premier League because my ex-boyfriend was a Tottenham Hotspur supporter. And he told me the worst thing I could ever do to him was support Arsenal. So after we broke up, I um, spite is my biggest motivator. I guess that's one thing everyone should know about me. Spite is my biggest motivator. So I was like, all right, I have no other choice but to learn how the entire Premier League works, to learn the offside rule, to learn goal difference, and to support Arsenal. So um, in June, I will have been an Arsenal supporter for five years. So um, I'm still relatively new, but um, I've been on the board for Chicago Gooners, run by one of our close friends, uh, Dilly Yang, who's another uh, woman in soccer, total powerhouse. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, it just kind of took off from there and it's my biggest passion. That's incredible. I love the spite is my biggest motivator. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. We'll definitely be talking more about spite. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he asked this, did he cry when he found out you were supporting Arsenal? I have um, to... He ranted on Twitter a lot about it. Um, it's actually funny because he, he calls Arsenal supporters fake and plastic. So you can kind of see a theme reoccurring. Oh. And then um, a year to the day of us breaking up was my first ever St. Totteringham's Day, where already relegated Newcastle like came in to slaughter Tottenham. Um, Catherine hates this right now because she's a Tottenham supporter. <laughs> and um, so I had a friend like take a picture of me looking really hot outside of our um, soccer pub here in Chicago, the Globe Pub on Irving Park, shout out. Um, and I tweeted it and I added him and I was like, happy St. Totteringham's Day. And then I got a text about how I'm not a real soccer supporter and, you know, I only did this to spite him and blah, 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 blah. And then all my friends at the pub laughed because they're like, you have literally become like the most diehard soccer supporter over this past season. So he doesn't know what talking about. Excuse my language. <laughs> That's fine. We can bleep that out. No big okay. deal. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. How about you, Catherine? Yeah, so uh, weirdly, kind of similar story. Um, I did start going to Real Salt Lake games when I was in high school, uh, just because it was like the cheapest thing you could do. 
Um, so basically you could get like a $5 ticket if you went to KFC and bought something from KFC, you could buy a $5, oh uh, Real Salt Lake ticket. Yeah. It was like before they had their own stadium, they were playing like in the university of Utah's football stadium. It was insane. Uh, but I was just kind of, you know, it was just like something to do. I wasn't super into it. I knew like maybe two players. And then when I was a senior in high school, my boyfriend, who was a Chelsea fan, broke up with me the week before prom and they were in the Champions League and we were all done with like AP tests and stuff. So we could just like watch Champions League soccer in class and Barcelona (laughs) beat Chelsea. And I was like, I've never felt better in my life. I'm a Barcelona fan. This is amazing. (laughs) So weirdly, spite definitely contributed to both of our uh, soccer journeys and you know just being like I'm gonna get into this to annoy men and uh I don't think either of us have stopped annoying men since here we are now we're annoying (laughs) men you know to the masses I love this so much and you know I never really thought about the concept of spite but I remember being a girl and I wanted to be a major league baseball pitcher and my dad finally had to kind of break down and tell me like hey, sweetie, you know, only guys can do this. And I got really upset and I just decided to hate baseball from then on. I think I have a couple thousand baseball cards at my mom's house. Oh, and no, I actually I do love baseball, but I, you know, gave up my dream of being a major league baseball pitcher. And that was around the time that women's national team won in the Olympics. And I remember Mia Hamm and I was, oh, my gosh. OK, well, screw baseball. I can go be a soccer player. And granted, I'm also not the best soccer player, but the love affair started there. And again, spiting. Yes, yeah, definitely. So tell you you can't do. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I think a lot of women kind of have that story um, of getting into like sports as a way, you know, they're kind of told like, this is something you can't do, or this is something that's not for you. And then they kind of saw their way in, whether that was through like, you know, hating your ex or, you know, trying to prove your dad wrong. Um, and why not both? Yeah. Why not both? Right. Like, um, for sure. I, that's incredible. No, you're so right. And also like kind of over at switch the pitch, like there aren't a lot of female sports journalists and we're like, you know what? No, we are going to do this and give women opportunities because we need a seat at the table or Absolutely. in the press box. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't know, I, I know we've told you this, but just for the record, Meredith and I are both huge fans of Switch the Pitch. Yeah. Um, we both started following like long before the plastics was a thing. Um, and uh, we yeah, just, we've like, always loved what you guys have done. Absolutely. You know, we, we have a couple of friends who have written for kind of the SB Nation um, affiliate blogs for MLS. And, you know, I just think that it's amazing that you guys kind of are doing your own thing and just elevating the voices of women, like as soccer analysts, not just fans. I don't know that I can analyze the game the way that you all do. I definitely can. I grew up in, I grew up in press boxes and I can, I'm like thinking about it now and I can honestly say that whether it was, you know, baseball or hockey or football, I don't think I, I mean, there were, you know, the pretty TV reporters, you know, all dolled up, you know, beautiful, and I respect them, and, you know, they deal with a lot of of BS, too, um, but I can't think of a single, um, you know, woman sports journalist that I ever encountered as, you know, a little girl in various press boxes, so it's really, really crucial what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both so much. And, you know, we wouldn't be here without our founders. Liz Panucci and Dana O'Gorman had this 
whole idea to really bring women's voices into professional sports. And so that was why I was so excited when I saw on Twitter the Plastics SG and I'm like, wait, what is this all about? And then I realized, like, oh, hold on. I know both of you like through Twitter and social media. So please tell me how this started. I need to know. Should I, should I go? Should I, yeah. should I begin? So, um, I mean, it started, I won't get into like the entire backstory because I'm sure we're going to, you know, discuss just women and the queer experience and MLS. Um, so we were approaching the beginning of the season and, um, I, I like to make a lot of jokes. Um, I am a snarky, petty person and I was just laying in bed feeling snarky and petty per usual. And, um, you know, I, I think about things a lot and I was thinking about the upcoming season and, um, you know, it's hard for women and people in particular have a lot of preconceived notions about me. People don't like me because of the way I look, present myself, act, etc. And, you know, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm done with it. I am who I am. So I tweeted out, you know, I'm going to start a supporters group called The Plastics, where the only qualification to join is that you have to take at least 45 minutes to get ready before any match or watch party. And, like, if you meet that, you are welcome to join The Plastics. And it kind of, like, I don't want to, it didn't go viral, but um, it, it took off, like, around, like, you know, the Chicago kind of circles and yeah. a little bit in Portland and people thought it was funny. And then um, I, I had a conversation with my friend, um, Jacob Peters, who is um, founder of Logan Squares in um, a Chicago fire supporters group. I had a conversation with him on the uh, season opener watch party um, at Go Tavern. And he was sort of like, why don't you make that a real thing? Like, and kind of told me how he started his supporters group. And it was kind of the same sort of spiteful thing. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm exhausted right now. Like, I am not starting a supporters group. And so it was kind of on the back burner and people were still joking about it. And then I'll let Catherine take over. Yeah, so uh, I had been, you know, I thought it was hilarious. And, um, you know, I just, so... For backstory, Meredith and I met in Chicago. Um, I lived there for six years and I just moved back in January to Salt Lake City. And um, I thought that like, you know, Meredith's whole aesthetic of, you know, taking 90 minutes to get ready for a game. A, it's true, she does that. I do that too. And I, <laughs> I love it's it. Kind of, it's partially how we became friends. Cause like we were hanging out at the same soccer bar. I was hanging out with a lot of Arsenal fans cause I hate myself. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and also, you know, their supporters group is, like she said, run by really amazing women. And I would always see Meredith at the bar and she was like gorgeous and intimidating and always like dressed to the nines. Um, and I just like admired that so much. I loved that she would dress up to come hang out with her friends, you know, like you would do if you were going at to a 6 bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally normal. You know, for sure. <laughs> you know, full contour on Meredith, not on me because I'm not as good at makeup as her. Um, You're always pretty. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, it's true. It's true. You know, we had been joking about it. Uh, and I texted her like from the bus after work one day. Like, I think you, we should make an Instagram. I think we should make like a Twitter and Instagram and just like make the plastics a thing. And we kicked around a couple of names because we were like, eh, is the plastics a little too like exclusionary? Does it like, is it something that people wouldn't want to identify with as like, you know, maybe like a mean girls reference. Yeah. Uh, Can I interject of, for a second? Yeah, go ahead. 
my biggest, like my biggest thing, even though it was like a name that I had, you know, not came up with, but like the reference and the whole idea that I'd came up with, like my issue was like, you know, I had been kicking around the idea since um, last season because the fire does not have an LGBTQ supporters group. Can I just say that the Chicago fire do not have a queer supporters group. How long have they been a team? Okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So I had been kicking around the idea of starting um, a queer, you know, supporters group for the fire. And I was debating on whether that was something I wanted to take on because I am I I was on the ISA board for the fire last year and it was a very rough season. Um, But my thing was, you know, not everyone identifies as femme. Not everyone is, you know, ultra feminine, girly, wants to refer themselves as plastic, like, you know. I was like, I don't want to speak for all queer people and be like, this is the one community you have to be a part of because it's the only one. But, you know, Catherine was really good at kind of like talking my anxieties down. And, you know, we just basically decided that like anyone who identifies as queer and feels like they have a home with us can be with us. But, you know, we're not we're not being like, you have to join us. Like, it's like you are completely welcome here and you have a home with us, but don't feel obliged. And if it doesn't fit you and if it doesn't suit you, like we're not forcing it on you. Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of we just made a Twitter um, and we had been talking about like the way that plastic is thrown around as like an epithet in soccer culture. You know, if you're a plastic fan, you're not real, you're fake. Uh, and, and usually it's thrown at women and it's thrown at queer people. And so we uh, had just like so much admiration for those women from LAFC who dressed up to the nine to go to that game. Oh my like, God. I, we got us tag yourself. They're so beautiful. I want to be all of them. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we saw the hate that they got. And so we were like, okay, let's let that be our first picture. Let's let that be like, this is kind of our aesthetic. It's not us, but it's who we identify with in the soccer world. Right. We're and not- like, we, we were trying to figure out like, okay, like we were going back and forth, like, what should our first tweet be? Like, how do we make like a statement that like catches attention and like really gets people talking, you know, that isn't just necessarily words. Yeah, and um, since then, Kate Cora, who is one of the women in the picture and always looks fantastic oh my God. at LAFC game. Oh my gosh, I um, know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so she reached out to us and was like, love what you're doing, great job, um, which made us feel great because like, I didn't want us, I didn't want it to feel like we were like, use, trying to like borrow their clout or like their fame or whatever. Exactly. Uh, and but people like, kept thinking 100%. that we were them. And we yeah. kept having to be like, no, 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 no. These are, you know, these are women that we admire. They're LAFC supporters. Like we are a fire supporter and an RSL supporter. Like, do not get it confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are fabulous. We probably, yeah, we probably should have put some more pictures on there. So everyone wasn't <laughs> like, this is an LAFC thing. And we're like, no, but we do like Carlos Vela. Oh my God. Yeah. Who doesn't? Um <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, we're fabulous, but, like, we got a long way to go before we hit that level of fabulous. Like, Listen, it's, it's going to take me decades to get there. I'm going to need to ask y'all for makeup tips. For oh, real. I got you. I got for you. For real. I also <laughs> need someone to teach me to do my hair because, like, this is as good as we get. It's like, I can't, awesome. I cannot assist you with hair. I'm not. I have, like, the straightest, flattest hair. <laughs> I'm top knot, pigtails, ponytail, or straight down. Like, that's Listen. it. That's the beauty of the plastics. Other members of the plastics have fantastic hair. Yeah, we'll uh, let them have that. Yeah, Sam from um, Minnesota United. Yes. Just posted that video where her hair looks like absolutely perfect. 
Oh, so I can bother Sam then. Okay, we need the tutorials like up on yeah. Instagram. I'll I love it. I'll probably get bored and do a makeup tutorial at some point. Yeah. I've never done one before, so it'll be a mess. But like, you know, it. we get, we get a lot of time on our hands. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, we do right now for sure. <laughs> How has the reception to the plastics been? I've seen your followers go up, 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 up on Twitter and Insta. How has it been? Oh, my God. Um, we had no idea that it would, um, it would, it would blow up like this, especially league wide. I mean, we figured it would probably catch on in our respective cities, you know, especially if we're putting the work in. Um, but no, I mean, watching that follower account was, and watching all of, um, the women and queer folk, like, just be excited about it. Like it was, it was bittersweet because it was like oh my god like this is becoming a thing this is becoming a movement of sorts this is surreal but then it also makes you kind of sad because you're like hundreds of people like feel like they didn't have a place in MLS and that they weren't real supporters and that you know if they looked pretty at a match or you know if they're non-binary you know they don't have they don't have a place they feel unwelcome and we're making people feel welcome and you know, able to be unabashedly themselves and still supporting their clubs. And, you know, that makes me sad that it took, it, yeah. it, it makes me sad that it took off as much as it did. It, it should not have had to because people shouldn't feel so unwelcome. So I kind of have like mixed feelings. I'm really excited, but I'm also like, wow, like MLS really needed this, you know, not yeah. to toot our own horn. Um, but it's, it was, it was evident, you know, within literally the first day that people were hungry for this, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that we've gotten a really good reception. I mean, obviously, we just adore the fact that um, people identify with it. And we're just so excited that um, people, you know, groups like Switch the Pitch and, um, you know, even some of our male allies like the Cooligans have um, really kind of started to spread it and like let their supporters know that there's a space for them if this is something they identify with. Uh, we had, you know, just like a few people that we've muted or blocked just because it's the internet. And sometimes and we expected that. And honestly, yeah. we expected a lot we more than we've gotten. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's been pretty I, tame so far, especially compared to like my experiences and, you know, the fire community and absolutely. MLS. It's been yeah. pretty tame. Knock on wood. The haters will come. We can handle them. For sure. Uh, and like no one's been rude to our faces but like what one or two mls matches that we actually got to go to yeah, I'm um, crying right now i'm crying <laughs> over here yeah. uh, but honestly we're just i think we're really blown away and i think what's been really nice is especially now when we don't have mls to distract us kind of the sustained interest and in all honesty like the positivity from people it's like early days of you know questioning what the coronavirus was going to do or be or like what life is going to look like without MLS for weeks, months, who knows how long. Um, it was kind of, at least for me, kind of like my refuge because I could just go to our plastic feed and see all these yeah. people being like really supportive of each other. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, Meredith has done a really good job to continue sort of like that activist bent of the plastics, especially like starting to retweet mutual aid and um, posting, you know, things from our followers who are having a hard time right now. 
And I think that's yeah. And that's anyone, really- anyone who's listening, you know, if you're having a rough time, if you're in the service industry, and you know, say you're not going the crowdfunding way, and you just want direct donations, like you can Venmo that, like you're not, you can send the plastics, like your information and your story with little yeah. or as much detail as you want with your Venmo, and we'll send a tweet out, like we're here for you. I genuinely sure. mean that. This may have started off as kind of a ridiculous, you know, f you <laughs> spite joke, but like it is deeply rooted in activism, for sure. And I think that's that's something that we both have roots in, and something that matters a lot to both of us. So, um, you know, as as like fun and silly as this group could be, I think it's also become something really supportive and something really like uh, positive. I don't know. I keep repeating myself. <laughs> It's so true, though, and you both have started to create this amazing community online and in person when we do have the chance to be in person. Yes. And how how has that felt, that kind of sense of community just organically developing? Because it really did. It just it seemed to coalesce and everyone right just place, came right together. Time. Yeah. I mean, we have bad timing because we have no MLS games to go to, but Mary's right. You know, we, we picked kind of like, I mean, people have been like, oh, during Women's History Month, you dropped this. And we're like, yeah, for the, you for didn't the think culture, about that. For the yeah. culture who like, they're, they're another one of my yeah. favorite, like just podcasts. And I love what they do. Um, for the black community in soccer. And, um, you know, they were, they were the ones that were like, oh, like we, you know, this can't be a coincidence. And we're like, actually, it totally was a coincidence, <laughs> was not planned, like c- couldn't have planned it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that whole weekend uh, that we had first hosted it, I think the Thursday night, we were just texting each other back and forth, like, oh my God, 300 followers, like this is insane. And then it just kept growing. Um, and we started seeing people's pictures and like started, you know, like, hearing people's stories and we had people uh, volunteering to help us. Like, so we, as the two founders, we're kind of like directing what's going on right now, but we also have um, Anna who. Uh, Dark Glitterati. Dark Glitterati. United. Yeah. We'll, we'll name all the handles at the end, but um, yeah. And Nicole Hack, who's um, Chicago Fire. Valeria from um, LAFC. Like they all reached out really early and we're like, let me know what I can do. And I think that to me, like that was the, the moment when I was like, oh, this is something. Like this isn't yeah. just something that Meredith and I are gonna post like cute selfies of ourselves before and after. <laughs> but this is like something that has room to grow. And we're still gonna post cute selfies of ourselves before. I but we're also gonna get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it feels really good. Um, like we get giddy and excited every single time we check the hashtag and someone's posted something new using it, whenever like someone tweets at us or like you know, just reaches out to the community in general, we get so excited and it like still doesn't feel real. And then on a personal note for me, like, obviously I have, I have some friends across the MLS and I have friends, you know, who support Premier League, but my like soccer Twitter timeline was basically just the fire community. And I love my community. Um, I love the people in it. Um, We are very historied, but you know, we're also very complex and we're very toxic at times. So it would kind of, you know, our supporters would be infighting and that would be my entire timeline. And my entire timeline would just literally be toxic masculinity at its worst. And, you know, maybe, maybe a little, um, you know, a little livening up from Simon, who's a supporters group in Chicago um, that I'm also a part of run by Maud and Betsy to another amazing women in soccer. Um, you know, so occasionally Cider post something awesome. Um, and then, you know, Black Fires, who are a Black supporters group in Chicago, they do amazing work. They were a huge inspiration. 
for, um, you know, doing the plastics and making it a thing. Um, Jake Payne, one of their founders is, has been like in my ear about doing something for queer supporters, you know, since last season. And I couldn't have done this without like him being like, you should do this. Um, but you know, so aside from those few like refuges, it was just toxic masculinity. And now it's all of these women and all of these queer people celebrating themselves and like talking about their lives. And we're like discovering that we have so much in common with so many people across MLS. And now my timeline is just like amazing people supporting soccer, however they want. And, you know, talking about their lives. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Like it's, it just did my timeline did a 180. And I am so grateful for that. It's good for your mental health too, for real. Oh, it's so good. I know if I'm having a bad day, I always just kind of like, I'm popping into the switch the pitch slack and just the amazing support from everyone there. And again, we're all across MLS. We all support different EPL teams, different teams internationally. And like, yeah, we have our like joking rivalries, but really that support and how, you know, you're there for each other, regardless of which team. It's great. It's and so much better. That's something we'll have to like navigate is um, obviously is the season, you know, whenever it's restarts um, is the banter because, you know, obviously there's people that want to take it too far. But I think Catherine and I are actually good examples of how banter can be mean and petty, but also like still rooted in fun. Like we're obviously Premier League rivals. And my nickname for her is Jane Kane. And I always, <laughs> and I always you know, named after her father, Harry Kane. And um and I always threaten to bring my uh, my haircutting shears to the pub and cut her hair off. If <laughs> um, and one day I will do Which it. Which has been happening a lot. So, I mean, not this season. This season doesn't count. We're all corona this season. But... I can't wait to watch the All or Nothing next year. Oh, anyway. So anyway, we're talking about MLS. But, but no. Yeah. So, like, you know, I might be Fire threatening to cut Catherine's hair off. Because, like, you know, we actually win things. So. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm a fire <laughs> fan. I'm a Liverpool supporter, so I'm just. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, I really hope. I really hope they don't like scratch. Like, I, I, we have one of our best friends, Rosie, is a Liverpool supporter, and like, we can't. You know, I don't want you guys. I don't want that to happen to you guys. I don't. I will it's say it. Wrong. Come at me, Arsenal Twitter. I will say it. Liverpool deserves wrong. the title. They do. And if Jurgen Klopp cries. Because the season gets canceled, I'm out for blood. I'm just gonna that. He's like one of my uh, favorite humans. Yeah. So What's that like having a having a coach that you like? I know, right? It's one of the, one of the few coaches I've ever really liked and just mm-hmm. admire and respect as a human being. So that's pretty sure. cool. But tell uh, me, so where? where do we see this going? Where is the plastics going to go? What are kind of some of the goals and some of the things you want to see in the future? So I'm going to talk just like logistics and then I'll let Meredith uh, kind of tell you what she's doing in Chicago kind of on the ground right now. So just logistically right now, we're kind of setting up a Slack uh, so that, you know, people who don't use Twitter or people who do use Twitter, but want to have more of a conversation kind of like talk about their lives, talk about MLS, maybe even other soccer. We may allow inferior soccer. MLS is the superior league. I 100% stay in my back. Don't uh, say that. Why? Because you, you we're going to get hate. Because I don't want to start a war that we can't win oh, against right. NWSL Twitter. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Can yeah, we say then, superior men's league? Superior men's league, for sure. Okay. 
I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not going there. Yeah, no, we're only talking about right <laughs> Oh, now. that's not a fight worth starting. That's no. for sure. No. <laughs> we pick okay. our battles wisely. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of overlap, obviously. Um, I just, you know, I'm, I do like European soccer, but I love MLS. It's like my favorite thing in the world. It feels um, grassroots because it's so new. Yeah. It feels like you can actually have a say in your club and like influence the culture and like really build it. Yeah, that's oh, like, me and Meredith yelling, support your local scene at our soccer bar all the time at, you know, our Eurostop friends. <laughs> but, uh, I love that. Yeah, so uh, what we're doing right now is setting up um, that Slack so that, you know, people can have, like, real conversations. People can have a space to talk about, you know, like, things maybe in a little bit more of a private setting that may be uncomfortable, like, you know, toxic masculinity, homophobia, um, racism, assault, assault um, which is already, you know, the two games that we had already became a problem um, in MLS stands. Uh, it's never gone away. Uh, we don't see it going away anytime soon, but anything we can do to help that go away, um, we want a space for people to feel comfortable talking about that. Uh, merch, merch is on the horizon. I mentioned Anna earlier. She is incredible. She Genius. just like out of nowhere designed this gorgeous scarf um, that was, oh, <laughs> Giroux made the appearance. <laughs> Meredith's dog is now. Sorry. No, that's fine. Meredith has to bring the cute puppy to the podcast. Yeah. I see how it is. <laughs> uh, he fits in my purse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a True classics aesthetics. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can't stop staring at Giroux. I missed him. Hey, um. <laughs> so cute. Uh, yeah, so merch is next. Anna um, designed this really great scarf that's like uh, Dark Literati, which is um, one of the Minnesota United supporters groups and the plastics, like half and half scarf. Um, she's also the one who did all those individualized logos uh, for like I the plastics those. FLS teams. Yeah, they look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's kind of, actually, she's in the process of, um, we're going to be doing a little, uh, our, our social media pages will be getting a little makeover thanks to Anna. So she's in the process of doing a little more design work. Thank you so much, Anna. Shout out to the Dark Glitterati in Minnesota because they were doing what we're doing, you know, league-wide in, you know, for Minnesota United supporters long before we ever even thought of it. So big, big, big shout out to the Dark Glitterati. Yeah, um, and we're so happy to have Anna helping us out because, like, she's had us think a lot about um, things that, you know, Dark Literati have already thought about that we're still kind of figuring out, um, whether that's merch or whether that's, like, how to create a safe space um, for women, queer people, especially, like, trans people as well, um, and not make anyone feel like they have to declare themselves to sit with us, I guess, in quotes, um, or sit with us in the stands. Uh, and then, so that's merch, social media. Uh, we're building a website. It's not quite there yet, but it's happening. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're just crossing our fingers that MLS comes back this season and that we can see you guys all out like on the pitch. And um, Meredith, I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about what you're doing in Chicago on the ground. Um, so before I go into the Chicago stuff, I just want to say, like, I think one of our other goals, too, is... Um, not necessarily to have like we're we're not trying to be like you know some overlord where like the plastics have an official chapter in every single you know MLS city. It's not like that. It's more like we kind of want to empower women and other queer people to you know 
be like, hey, you can start your own SG and like you can do similar things to what we're doing and like you can be our affiliates. Like eventually for the website, I want, you know, kind of a directory of sorts where we have a list of our affiliate groups, which are, you know, women and queer run supporters groups across MLS. And then I want another directory for like our allies, you know, like Black Fires are our allies. Like, um, you know, I'm going to say the flock is are most likely our allies. Um, <laughs> shout out to Andrew. Um, but, you know, it's so it's just kind of having like just knowing that, you know, maybe if you're going to an MLS match for the first time, you're like, oh, well, like, you know, I identify as this and I don't necessarily want to join a male dominated SG. Like, oh, here's a list of like Atlanta United SGs that like are super that are either going to be cool with the fact that, you know, I'm queer or, you know, they're like run by queer people. So yeah. we, we really want to inspire people to like start their own stuff. Like you can be a part of us. We would love to see different plastics chapters pop up. But like you don't have to use the name. You can do your own thing. And we want you to do that. Yeah. And I like just from personal experience, I mean, I went to my first Real Salt Lake game in uh, in Salt Lake in probably over like six or seven years uh, when the season started. And I uh, I didn't go alone. Uh, but if I like I'd been planning to go alone and basically like I just didn't know, you know, like. Utah's a conservative state. I don't know who's going to be receptive to me in my little leather skirt um, <laughs> as like a woman who identifies as queer, you know, just hanging out, um, being myself. And uh, luckily, I mean, I met fantastic people. And uh, part of that is like people had already been like, oh, you're the girl from the plastics, which had started two days before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't want anyone to feel that anxiety that I felt for like a couple of weeks leading up to it being like, who do I sit with? You know, like who are, you know, I had known some people from Twitter, but I'm like, who are my friends here? And I think that that's kind of exactly what Meredith said is we want people to feel like they know who to go to, who to reach out to, who to DM when they're, um, you know, going to their first match, first match in a while, away days, whatever. Okay. Back to what Meredith is saying. Yeah. And I want to say like, thank you. I want to say thank you to um, Nicole Hack who started um, CF 97 Sirens, which is, um, a supporters group, you know, it's, it's just for anyone who wants to join, you know, any, any woman. Um, and, you know, I had known her online before I ever went to a fire match and the fire community is especially uh, complex and intimidating to women and queer people. And um, I really would not have felt comfortable without knowing her. And, you know, she really does try to make it a safe and welcoming space for new women into the community. And, you know, props, props to her for doing that, because I don't think I would be where I am right now if it weren't for um, her kind of paving the way for a lot of uh, women in Chicago. I had the same experience. Uh, yeah. Um, and then in terms of what the plastics are doing in Chicago, um, I don't want to get too boring, but um, this, this year, is not the... boring at all. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? <laughs> Come on. Well, like you know the 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 behind the scenes work, but um, we want to know. Okay. Okay. We want to know. <laughs> <laughs> this this like people wanting to know thing is weird to me. So I'm like, I'm coping. Um. <laughs> So uh, this year, um, the front office of the fire, who um, I had a lot of dealings with last year being on the ISA board, um, I was the marketing director for Section 8 Chicago. Um, that was hell. That's another podcast. <laughs> but you um, killed it. <laughs> uh, I killed something. Maybe my sanity. Um, so basically, um, 
so the front office of the fire who I, you know, got to, got to know for better or for worse last season, um, they started a uh, supporters council made up of, you know, whichever, whatever supporters groups wanted to register. And, um, you know, a lot of people are against it and I understand their reasons. A lot of people are for it. I understand their reasons, but, um, kind of like you said, like, I think it's important to have a seat at the table, so to speak. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily know what's going on, but you don't find out what's going on unless you, you know, be a part of it. So I decided that I was going to, you know, register the plastics as a, as a registered supporters group with the fire and be a part of these council meetings. And, you know, number one, understand what's going on. But um, number two, I've already discussed, you know, briefly with the front office that um, I want to work with them to make sure that we have um, protocols in place to make women and queer supporters feel safer in the stands. Um, there were, um, I'm, I don't want to name names or violate anyone's privacy, but um, I will say that there's a few trans members of our community who I love and know and I'm friends with, and they no longer feel safe going to games after things that have happened over the past few years, especially last season. Um, someone was misgendered by a security guard in the stands repeatedly, and nothing was done about it. Um, you know, there were avenues that weren't followed and, you know, I'm a, I'm a cis woman. Um, but I pride myself on being an ally and I will fight to the death for my trans friends. And that's unacceptable for me that we have so few trans people in our community already. And the few that were attending matches will no longer attend matches now. And, you know, then you're reading about other, other supporters getting groped, you know, in LA, that could happen in our stands. We're going back to Soldier Field. We're going to get larger crowds. We're going to get new people. There's going to be more women and queer people filling our stands than ever. We're back in the city. And there's certain populations that will be attending get matches more. Um, you know, and I'm sure the fire want to do Pride Night in the city and, you know, all of that and have it be a big thing, you know. Mm -hmm. they're, a, they're a supportive club, you know, to a certain degree with certain things. And you know, they need, they need to prepare this, prepare for this. And they need to talk to Monterey security. Um, and they need to make sure that, you know, their security guards know how to handle these things. So, um, and then, you know, so that's what I'm doing to work with the front office in sort of like the administrative sense of behind the scenes. And they've been very receptive so far. Um, my next step is to draft them an email, just kind of touching on all of these things in depth and talking to members of our community and figuring out what would make them feel safer or what they would recommend based on their lived experiences, because I can only go off of mine. Yeah. So that's the that's the stuff I'm doing with the FO. And then in terms of the toxic masculinity of the fire community, um, the funny thing about the plastics exploding and becoming what it is, is I am no longer scared. Yeah. <laughs> I am no longer scared of any of you fire trolls. Um I'm coming any MLS for you. trolls. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming for you. Like you've had your reign, you've terrorized us. Um, little known fact, I'm a I'm a retired professional dominatrix. Um, I am a full-time sex worker. I'll out myself to everybody. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I love my job. Sex work is work, rights not rescue, blah, blah, blah. But um, I had an incident where a middle-aged man that lives in the burbs and supports the fire was trying to out me as a sex worker, which outing sex workers is violence, like, period. And Hold then he on. tried to... What? Yes. How did he think in any way, shape, or form that that was okay? I don't know, because he did it to two other sex workers, one of whom lives in Atlanta and one of whom is another fire supporter. And... 
So, you know, that's the stuff that I've dealt with personally. And it's just sort of one of those things where after the plastics took off, I decided I'm not scared anymore. And claiming my time and my space and that stuff is not going to happen on my watch anymore. And, you know, you can out me and dox me as much as you want, but I'm just, I'm just not scared of them anymore. Things are going to change. Things are already changing in our country and, you know, in terms of just revolution there and things going further left, you know, and I'm sorry, things are changing in MLS. This has been a boys club for way too long and you know, you can have your boys club, but we're going to have our thing too. And we cannot be stopped. Absolutely. I'm so. really sorry that that happened to you. And me, me too, especially because, you know, it's like you are, you are a middle-aged man with a wife, a mortgage and, you know, a, a daughter, you know, uh, what are you doing with your life? But I will, I would, you know, there were, there were other men in our community who heard about it um, and handled it directly. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not obviously going to name their names, but um, it was handled and I have not heard anything since. So, um, you know, shout out to the good allies out there who do listen and do realize that, you know, that that sort of thing is completely inappropriate and also very, very, very dangerous. Yeah. And, and we do have like those toxic members of all of our soccer communities um, where other people won't stand up. Um, and luckily for the fire, uh, Meredith, you know, stands up for herself and is amazing and does have some of that support, but like, you yeah. know, there, there, there are people who don't and, and, you know, like, even and we want to be there. It's still her. traumatizing. Yeah. It, and we want to, we want to be there to say like, you know, just not calling out someone who's doing that kind of stuff is just as, it's almost just as toxic. Complacency, as right? complacency like, is bad. Yeah, it's it's co-signing it, and so we're we're not going to let people co-sign that. that... Yeah, Sorry, no, you yeah, don't we have could to rant apologize. about this forever. But you know, I don't want you know, especially like all mm-hmm. I can speak for is the fire community right now. But I don't want any you know new younger woman or queer person coming to their first fire match to deal with any level of harassment, whether it's online or whether it's in person. And I want them to be able to be like. Well, I don't really know this Meredith person, but she seems kind of scary. I'm going to tell her that this happened to me and, you know, hopefully she handles it. And let me tell you, I will handle it. She will. (laughs) I will handle it. What blows my mind, if we want to grow soccer in the United States, how do we think we're going to do that if we are excluding people, if we're targeting people? It's not going to happen. And so that's why what you both are doing right now is so incredibly important because you're opening space for everyone to come in. That's and this is so how we're nice going to grow. This is how we're going to grow. Well, yeah, we have expansion teams all over the place. You know, MLS is growing, you know, in just supporter dom. It's still a new league compared to all the other leagues. We are going to get more and more supporters each year. We already have. And yeah, like it's, it's the time for this. Like things can't keep going the way that they've been going, you know, like I said, it's, it's just been a boys club for so long. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm not threatened by a lot of things and I'm very confident and I'm very sure of myself and I'm very assertive, but, um, you know, I'm, I, 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 I got scared, you know, going to matches. I got scared going to meetings. I got scared when I went online, like, and that's not a feeling I, I used to be that way a lot, but that's not a feeling I felt as an adult woman, especially with some of the experiences I've had. So it's kind of like, you have to look back and be like, 
why am I actually scared by this? Like, why is this making me feel this way? And like, how do I change that? So other people aren't dealing with it. One of the um, highlights of my season last year was um, the ISA board I was on. I served with, um, we were half woman, half man. Um, I served with uh, Nicole, uh, my friend Terry, who's the current finance director, and my best friend Mariah. And we had um, a man named Luke, um, a fellow fire supporter, reach out to us because he is a little girl. And he had been telling her about how the board was half women. And, you know, kind of using us as an example of like, look, there's these women, like you love the fire, you love, you know, going to games, like, you know, when you grow up, you can do what they're doing. And he actually brought her to a match. Um, He was wearing an iron front shirt. So, you know, he's the coolest dad in the entire world. And um, I literally almost cried and I don't cry because, you know, we met her and she was really shy. But then he sent us a message later, you know, thanking us for giving, you know, giving them a little bit of our time to meet her. And he said that, you know, she wrote home, she like wrote on their way home in her little unicorn journal, like, you know, I want to grow up and like, my dad tells me I can do anything. And like the women of section eight tell me that I can do anything. And like, that is what matters to me. So that was a really big, like, turning point and inspirational moment for me of like, I can't let that little girl and my friend Mariah's little girl grow up in this nonsense. Like they've been going to fire games since they were babies. And like one day they're going to be young women and like, I'll be damned if, you know, and this goes for, you know, your daughter too. It's just like, no, you know, it's just, it's no, no one should grow up to have that to deal with. So hopefully we can put the work in. For sure. That was a tangent. I'm sorry. I have feelings. I, I love it. And it's so true because And this is something Bridget, who's our assistant editor, had tweeted out, you know, if you can see her, you can be her. And especially for our young girls and teenagers who are growing up and they need someone to look to Mm -hmm. when they see the work that you all are doing, they can say, oh, hey, like you said, here's here's a woman. She's going to these games. She's organizing. She is involved. She has a place. And that is so incredibly important. I think it's also important for our boys, too, as they grow up seeing that. I'm Mm -hmm. a boy mom. I have a, like, little one-and-a-half-year-old toddler, and I want him to grow up seeing strong women and understand that, like, hey, you know. This this is normal. Normal, and this is the dynamic. Yeah. Um, I think that's so true, and I think that that kind of, like, brings us back to one of the things that I think we've all talked about a little bit is, like, the plastics isn't the only way, right? Like, you said, how are we going to grow if we're leaving out people's voices? And I think that like, it's so cool to be talking to you because this is like, it's not two different sides of the same coin. It's just two different avenues of, you know, supporting MLS. Like what you guys do is so important and so amazing. Like women as sports journalists, women who can like speak eloquently about the sport. And you know, that doesn't, there's overlap there, right? Like that, that they're not mutually exclusive. Um, and there's no like one good way to be building this community and be making the space for people. Um, and I think that that's just like something else that we need to show MLS fandom as a whole, and maybe especially our boys and our men um, who you know identify as cis and straight uh, and aren't used to seeing us make room for ourselves. Uh, there's not just one way to make room. You know, you don't have to be the girl who grew up playing soccer and is a total you know, soccer nerd knows everything to, to be in the stands. And you don't yeah, I think do- we, I think we both prove that because we're both relatively <laughs> new supporters and, you know, people yeah. have stuff to say about that. 
I will also add to like add to what Catherine's saying, you know, even the best allies like Catherine and I have both had experiences where, you know, so we, we know someone is our ally. We know they have our back. We know they care about us. We know that they love us. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, a bunch of us standing around at a watch party or, you know, drinking in the parking lot of a match, you know, sometimes even our best allies still talk over for us or talk over us and like, don't make space for us and our opinions. And we get railroaded and it's sort of like, man, like you're supposed to be one of the good ones. So it is, it is important to show men and boys that like, you know, we're here, we're not going anywhere. And like, you know, we deserve to have our space and our voices heard too. We can all have a conversation together. And I definitely understand what you're saying. And I feel like a lot of times these allies, it's been so systemic that they're just used to interrupting or they're used to yeah. talking over us. And but if you remind them sometimes and you say, hey, you know, actually, I was saying something and you interrupted me, it's that check. It's that. Themselves, you and know, they do. And they do. They do. Mm-hmm. But it's so sad that it's been so systemically pushed into them that this is normal. And hey, you all are changing that. We're all working on it and we're all working on making this space, right? Absolutely. So let me ask you, I know we're all kind of like Corona quarantined right now. <laughs> and thank you for meeting up with me on a Friday afternoon, because it's great to talk to people other than the ones I live with. <laughs> Yay. It's amazing. This is like very nice. Honestly. It's yeah. nice to just like talk to people and see people. So how are you all a coping without MLS right now? And what are you up to to pass the time? These are my questions. <laughs> Catherine, you go. Yeah, um, I think for us, this is time to build. Uh, Meredith said, right place, right time. And I qualified that with like, right place, right time. But like, also look at our timing. Um, couldn't be worse, no matches. Uh, but we're trying to view it positively and be yeah. like, okay, like we just have a delay and that, that gives us more time to actually get things going. Right, time to build, time to like really establish ourselves. Um, so I think that like the plastics is a huge thing that's kind of occupying both of um what we're doing right now. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm work from home. I'm a librarian. So I'm, uh, I, I work love, it. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm still working, but other than that, I think like, honestly, it's just like trying to stay positive, trying to support, you know, um, our friends who, who aren't working right now, who can't work. Um, I know, you know, our, our favorite soccer bar, even though I'm no longer in Chicago, um, is something that we've both been like, we've been reaching out to people who work there, who take such good care of us and seeing how we can take care of them. Um, and, and we've seen so many great examples of people taking care of each other, just like league wide, countrywide. Um, yeah, because I'm a nerd. I've just been reading a lot and watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah, Meredith? Um, I've been... I mean, I work from home, so um, I keep joking that everyone's just getting a taste of my lifestyle, complete with, like, the economic anxiety, because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm self-employed, so, like, my income does fluctuate. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I've just been doing what I normally do. Um, it sucks not having that social outlet, because, you know, leaving the house when you work from home is your reprieve. Um, so, basically, I've just been using my time. Um, I'm getting my wardrobe MLS ready, hopefully. Um, I have a lot of organizing to do. Um, so, yeah, organizing my wardrobe, organizing my jewelry, um, cuddling with my dog a lot. Um, Your puppy's I've been, so cute. 
I've been making playlists. I've been practicing tarot card readings because I got a new deck. Um, I've been giving readings on my Twitter, which is hilarious to me. The fact that I'm just like giving tarot <laughs> readings on MLS Twitter. I'm like, wow, like what is my life now? Um, yeah, I don't know. Just trying to stay sane. And yeah, like Catherine said, just offer support and try to use our newly you know, developed platform of over 800 people to spread positive vibes. Um, one also, of my friends, a lot of new friends. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of new people to talk yeah. to. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully just honestly keep building. Um, and, you know, just keep keep the content fresh, keep it interesting, keep people having fun, keep people's, you know, minds off of the current state of stuff. And just kind of be that. I've I've heard from a few people, both friends and strangers, they're like, hey, it's really nice to go on Twitter and not see just a bunch of scary news and see, like, you know, pictures of Carlos Vela or, like, you know, someone being really pretty, you know, because they did their makeup, you know, because there's nothing else to do. So I think our I think our plan to, like, use the platform for positivity right now is, like, actually working, which makes me very happy. We need it right now, for sure. <laughs> Legitimately. So can you tell everybody out at Switch the Pitch and all our followers, where can we find you on social? How can we connect with you all? What are your handles? Uh, yeah, so our handle at The Plastics is the plastics underscore SG. Um, my handle is KV underscore Tucker. Um, I am at Goth Spice FC. It's the best table of it. Uh, our other mods who are kind of like helping us build right now uh, are at Finding Nebula, um, at Nick Hack, N-I-K-H-A-K, and at Anadrina, A-N-N-A underscore D-R-I-N-A. <laughs> and then we're on Instagram as the plastics underscore SG as well. So Slack is coming soon. Website is coming soon. Yeah, That's where you can find everything. And you'll hear about it first on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So I have one last question for you both. Can okay. I sit with you? <laughs> you can sit with us. You can you absolutely, absolutely sit with us. Uh, we're honored to have you sit with us. And we're yes. honored to have anyone else who feels like they have a home here sit with us. Catherine and Meredith, thank you so much for joining today. And it's been an absolute pleasure and such a reprieve from all the craziness in the world <laughs> to speak with you both. And so everyone, make sure you go follow the plaques and you follow Catherine and Meredith and you follow everyone else that's helping them out. It's a great community. And you all have friends over at Switch the Pitch. Yay. Thank you, you love so Switch much the for... Pitch. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for all the work that you do and have done and like continue to do too. Hey, you have friends. If there's any way we can ever support you too, just let us know, okay? And tell everyone at Switch the Pitch that they can sit with us too. Nothing. Yeah, you can bring your friends, we won't.